Welcome everyone to another episode of Turn of the Millennials. I'm Steffi. I'm Lindy. And today we are rounding out the summer with our final summer movie. This time we're talking about all of the summer sports movies. Go sports! Go sports! Yay, sports! Local sports team! Woohoo! Because we know everyone's got a different sports team and we can't really root for just one. Uh, yes, I can. The Packers, because that's the only it's team true. I root for. Anaheim Ducks. Well, that's clearly. not true. Colorado Avs, I have to, because my husband and Sandy, mm. whatever. <laughs> Anaheim Ducks, clearly. Anaheim, I have nothing behind me. <laughs> I, have <a> <laughs> I have a closet. Yeah. And then my Aladdin shrine is on the opposite side. <laughs> Uh, I really eventually want a house one day where I can actually have like an office and I can like decorate my your office, right? I I know. You should see you did it. It looks really good. See, and it's funny because as millennials who are basically in our 40s, this is what we're trying to strive for. Our own office. Yet back in the day, they already had their office like five times over. Or just home ownership in general. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Oh, the struggle is real, guys. Anyways, summer. Sports, sports movies. It doesn't like necessarily take place over the summer, but these are just all movies that have to do with sports, and we usually watch them in the summertime. Yeah, and then most times they're, all year long. They're, uh, and if it's not a hockey movie, which I don't think actually included in this list, which is su- surprisingly funny. <laughs> well, I mean, because if you think about it, there's really only one, and we already covered it in three episodes. Well, there's like Miracle, which is the one about the USA versus, I believe, Russia game in the 80s or whatever. And, you know, there's there's a couple of them. But yes, we've basically covered the main large hockey movie that kids watch. Yeah. (laughs) And so and also this can be these can all be construed as like kind of like summer sports. Yeah. Yeah. More so summer, more so summer Um, sports. They're not most of them are kid s movies. Some of them have a little bit more whatever, but most kid movies. <laughs> yeah, they're mostly kid movies. Mostly kid movies. So, so we well, sorry. Well, we're gonna be starting uh since football season is just around the corner. Preseason already started. Green Bay won their first their first game. Woo! Go Packers. Uh we're gonna start with all the football movies. Football! Okay. football go football. With the football's um, so ball. First one up. Are we gonna do these in order that you listed them? Oh, whatever. You just we just free flow. Okay, They're I, just you know what? I kind of want to talk about varsity blues. All right. We didn't watch this as kids because it didn't come out when we were kids. No, we were we teenagers. Were in high school, so um it was 99. It was my first year in high so school. It's a movie, not so much a kid's movie. Not like a fucking tan. No, <laughs> not a kid's movie, but a great fucking tweeter's butt. Guess. Mm-hmm. Oh, Tweeter's mm-hmm. got a tweed. Tweeter's gonna tweed. Yep, Tweeter's gonna oh, tweed. He's so good. I still Very good. I don't I think... want your laugh. I okay. <laughs> when this movie came out, when it was talked about that James Vanderbeek was, and I'm just like Dawson, really? really, and he's a jock. Turns out not a jock. Nope, not Turns at all. No, like he's just a he's a writer, an artistic guy, a, or and a very dramatic actor. Yeah. A good dramatic actor. So for his part, he kind of works for his part. But yeah, he's definitely. But I guess in Texas, everyone plays football. So yeah, the obsession is real. Like <laughs> it, like it's real. And I, I get it, but I don't get it at the same time. 
But anyway, <laughs> this movie, I love this movie strictly because, and this may be like the immature side, childish side of me coming out, but like as a teenager, I love that this movie stuck it to the authorities. Yes. Fuck you, coach. Fucking like the amount of abuse that went on in that locker room. Oh, yes. is ridiculous. And he fucking deserved worse than what he got. Yeah. Just saying. Bud Kilmer. Bud Kilmer. Fucking Coach Kilmer. John Voight, who always plays a very good evil person. He does it so well. Yes, yes he does. Very good and evil actor. Um, but this was also, I don't know if it was his first, but I think it was his launch into heartthrobness of Paul Walker. I think he was in like one or two. Meet the Deedles was a movie that he was in just before this i haven't seen it i just remember because it was really dumb and stupid but it was a disney movie it is on disney plus it was a disney movie meet the deedles it's him and his brother and they're like surfer guys or something like that all right yeah so there's that one and i think that was like around thankful i did not see that because i think it might finish my memory of paul walker they but have. he was great in this movie right like, yeah so it was like those ones around the very beginning of his because you know, amy smart goes. and uh Allie larder Allie larder yep because this is where my brain goes the laundry room scene where he's banging Allie larder larder and she turns the dryer on yeah a little insulting i know it was to cover the noise Right? Because they were like just on the other side of the door of the party going on. Yeah. But I think she put that on just more than to just cover the noise. Right? <laughs> That's be real. Like, oh my god. And then fucking, what's his face? Um, Why can't I think of his name? The bigger dude. Ron Lester's character. Why can't I remember his name? He's got bacon. He's got Billy Bob. Billy Bob. Billy Bob. Billy Bob pops in and fucking pukes in the washing machine. Goes, oh, you guys want a hot dog? <laughs> He's so Billy Bob was a good character. This is true. Oh, I'm so glad he got healthy. Yes. Yes. Good for you, Ron Lester. Congratulations. Proud of you. They all they they all tend to do it eventually, it seems like in Hollywood. And this was also the creation of the infamous and very parodied whipped cream bikini. bikini. Yes. Cherry nipples. Yep. Right? Yes. Am I remembering that correctly? I believe so. Okay. Because also, yes, because, well, also, I'm remembering from Not Another Teen Movie when he has yes. the banana in the back as well. <laughs> yeah. The banana split, yeah. Oh, Allie Larder made that famous. famous. But can I just for a second, okay? Like, are these kids not being raised with values or morals in any way, shape, or form? Because fucking James Vanderbeek and Amy Smart's characters are dating. Paul Walker and Allie Larder's characters are dating because head cheerleader dates the lead quarterback, right? Or first string quarterback. Um, then fucking Paul ends up in the fucking hospital the very fucking same night or next night or something. He like James Vanderbeek's character is at Ali Larder's house. He bought a pack, a pack of condoms before he went over. Like, I and not to mention, fucking Amy Smart's character is Paul Walker's character's sister. Like, right. that's your girlfriend's brother's girlfriend who's in the, ho- like, you gotta I don't remember. Know, I'm, just, I'm speechless. Like, it, like Hollywood wrote really, this, Hollywood wrote I the totally script get for more I drama, totally you know. I understand that. But I gotta ask, 
kids in Texas. Is that is this how it was? Were y'all just like not loyal or <laughs> have any sense of morals whatsoever? And I don't just mean Texas. I'm just saying Texas because that's where this movie takes place. But like just in general in the states, because that just seems to be the theme in teen movies from the late '90s. Yes. And nobody stays loyal to anybody, but that could just be fucking Hollywood because, you know, Hollywood is full of divorced people. So. They're loose morals. Yeah, they're loose fucking morals. Oh, his little brother changing his religion constantly. I love that. I yeah, love that. That was funny. Constantly exploring his options. Right. Love it. Love it. Um, I like him. I guess from another, I guess, Texas movie to another, from one Texas movie to another Texas football movie, we have Friday Night Lights. Because again, as we said, Texas was is the epicenter for football um i love this one because tim mcgraw is in it and it makes me laugh and he plays the drunk father uh i have no opinion because i've never seen it really oh it is really good because it's actually i believe it's actually somewhat based on a true team and i think i did hear about that i mean and like i remember like it did spawn the tv show yes it did spawn the tv show i've never seen any of it yeah, so Billy Bob Thornton plays the coach. Um, that's pretty funny because you know Billy Bob, Billy Bob, Billy Bob. He was made for a Southern accent, Southern kind of coach, sheriff, deputy kind of character. Yeah. Um, <laughs> co-written doesn't maybe not. Oh, it's based on a based on a book. Yeah, the 1998 okay. Permian High School Panthers football team as they made the run towards the state championship. So it is somewhat based on a true story. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. Never seen it. I have nothing to say about it, so I'm really sorry. I Yeah, so the guy from Fast and the Furious 3, Tokyo Drift, is uh, the lead guy in this one. Um, And then who else is in and this one? Is, um, what's his face? <sighs> he... I think he Jay Hernandez, yeah. Jay Hernandez was in it. Amber Heard. Oh, I don't mom. remember that she was in that one. Ew. Boo! Now I'm never watching it. Now I'm never watching it. Is your is your thing? Is it tainted now? Is your memory tainted now? No, it's it? still a good movie. I still <laughs> liked it. It was still a good movie. She clearly didn't have that biggest big of a character in it. She's just forgettable. Not like if that. I forgot, right? Yeah. Yeah. But that one is pretty good. Yeah. yeah. And then I might probably not check it out. But I feel like I feel like a couple of these are actually where was this one filmed? And I think this one is also no, that was West Virginia. We are Marshall's West Virginia, which is based on a okay. true story. And yeah, then, that one's a, that one's a sad one. Remember the Titans? That one's also based on a true story. Was it in Texas as well? No, uh, um, no, that one's Maryland, Virginia. So West Virginia and Virginia for both We Are Marshall and Remember the Titans. There you go. So you yeah. go up to the middle uh, or the Appalachia country. So remember the Titans? Uh, we will go to first, I guess. I fucking love this movie. I love this movie so fucking much. I watch this movie a lot. Yeah. I love it so much. I just, everything about Denzel, it. Everything about it. Denzel, Ryan, a young Ryan Gosling, Ryan Gosling. Ethan yep. Suppley, Hayden Penitieri. Yeah, just a nice good old cast from the 2000s. Um, it is also a biographical sports film we have a lot of football films based on true stories here what i what i love about this movie is especially in today's political society and what's going on in the world it it shows you that people can change Mm -hmm. like that's and 
like because so people who don't know this is a movie about the first kind of like integrated um football team between black and white people after like segregation uh, was ended alexandria in, virginia like, in like 19 early 1961 yeah and the struggles that happened between the those that accepted them and those that did not accept them and just the racism and just whatever right and there's just it really goes to like the the most racist fucking person on the team who is the quarterback the star quarterback turned it around and ended up becoming brothers with one of the black guys julian i i love their relationship i absolutely loved how that developed i love the storytelling about this movie i love the locations like the settings the everything i loved everything about this movie even Denzel like, being like head coach, being a black yes. man as head coach as uh, well. Oh, yes, like that's that's what it was. It was the first like it was also like the first um black coach coaching white students. Yeah. Like that. And, yeah. That, and yeah, it was also thing. and it wasn't just the students that had to learn to accept the integration and everything. It was also the administration. Because at first it was going to be so-and-so is the white coach and so-and-so is the black coach. Like they were going to mm-hmm. coach them separately, but not separately, like together, but not like, you know what I mean? Like there was yeah. still racism completely integrated in this integrated team. Yeah. And the white coach had a hard time. Uh, who was oh, Oz? Um, Will Patton. Will Patton. Yeah. Thank you. Will Patton. Um, Chick from Armageddon. Um, he had a hard time accepting because he was supposed to become head coach not co-coaches with someone else yeah and i don't think his deal was the racism thing i think his was just but that position is supposed to be mine and i don't think his issues had anything to do with the color of denzel's of the other coach's skin no i I, yeah just like anyone if anyone takes the job that you're supposed to have you're going to be mad at them doesn't matter what color of your skin is yes there is yeah but then they learn and they grow and they learn from each other and everything like that and everything's great they have best friends and like and just it I love this movie so fucking much. I just, I love Sunshine. Sunshine is a great fucking character. Because you do not know what to make of him. And I love it. What I love is that they got him up at stupid o'clock in the morning and fucking made them run. I don't know. I don't remember how many miles until they got to where the Gettysburg address happened. Yeah. They get to that cemetery, the Gettysburg Cemetery. And he tells them the history and the story about how they ended slavery and la 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 la. And that was the turning point in a lot of the boys thinking and being like, oh yeah, I'm a big fucking racist. Yeah. I should probably teach my ways. Yeah. Which a lot of people could take note from, just saying. Um, <laughs> to think about it, 70, 1971 uh, to 2023 yeah. hasn't changed much. Still fucking racist. Yeah. Um, but that's where the turning point in the movie happens. And that's like the pinnacle climactic scene. And it still gives me goosebumps. Like, every time I watch it and I just can't stress how much I love this movie. If you haven't seen it, remember the Titans, check it out. It's so fucking good. So good. And I love how little Hayden Penetier is in there and she's just like, doesn't give a shit about dolls and Barbies and stuff. And she's in there telling the coach how he should be making the plays and yeah. putting this player there and this player there. And so-and-so can't catch for shit. What are you doing? Like, I just, oh, I love little nine-year-old Hayden Penetier. So cute. Little oh, sassy nine-year-old. Little sassiness on her, yeah. She's a uh, so from again another the, our third autobiographical movie in this list, uh, football. We are Marshall, which is a much sadder one. Yeah. Um, it details the 1970 plane crash that killed 37 players on the Marshall University football team. Five coaches, yeah. two athletic trainers, an athletic director, and a bunch of other boosters and stuff in the airplane crew. 
yeah so it's a very very sad sad one and so i don't know how accurate the movie is to the real story but in this movie um what's his face from matthew fox plays one of the coaches i think or trainers or something he has something to do with the football team and he was supposed to be on that plane and one of his other coach buddies or co-coaches or something had to get home because like his wife was in labor or it was her birthday or it was his kid's birthday. Something was going important going on at home and he was, didn't have a plane ticket. He had to, had to drive and it would have been yeah. a couple days. So Matthew Fox's character gave him his seat on the plane. And it's, so it's also a story about Matthew Fox's character dealing with that survival's guilt yep. and being basically being the cause of that colleague's death when in actuality, no, you're not. It was something completely different and it was a freak accident and tragic and, you know, but like people, was, but they're like, if I had to switch sp- spots, it would have been me exactly. and not him. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And it's really unfortunate that and it, it is a hard thing to to like, deal with. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like, in that day and age when therapy wasn't exactly a thing. Like therapy no. is still only just now being more and more talked about. Post COVID, it's now being increased and more talked about. But even po- before COVID, it was still sort. It was just the millennials that were more looked at as the ones who were going for therapy. Like I'm, older I'm people still therapy weren't. right now. Like. I've been very beneficial to my beneficial to my life right now I've been I've been going to therapy for years I have my own my own little counselor I go to I even had to like I I hadn't been to her for a year it was funny because I actually had an appointment with her this past week and she's like I haven't seen you for a year and I was like well I was doing okay for the last year but now I'm not okay (laughs) she just starts laughing like talk about your therapy guys there's nothing wrong about it if you've got because sometimes you can't you can't put all of that on your partner all the time. It's a lot for them to bear. Like they're, they are there to listen and to help you. Yes, but they can't help with all of it. And a therapist is trained and knows the tools for you to do and use and they are best for it. Yes, we are Marshall. Very sad. Such Very sad. It's still a great movie. Like it is. It. I forget how it ends up ending though. Like they do because it was how I the think... team moved on. It was how the team in the school moved on. Yeah. And so- they built up the team again and I think they ended up winning a championship or something by the end of the movie yeah so I think they lived the championship yeah yeah it was they won the championship I think at the end so um highly recommend and then uh the next one would be kind of loosely based on a true story (laughs) the replacements I loved this one um, I guess in the I know 1980s. I've seen it, but I don't remember anything. Keanu Reeves, it's hilarious. So it's I based on the Keanu na- Reeves was in it. Yes, yeah, <laughs> loosely based on the 1987 NFL strike, uh, specifically the Washington Redskins, who won all three replacement games without any of their regular players and went on to win the Super Bowl that season. Um, I loved it because there's one part where they all get into a fight. They're like lose a game or something, and they get into fight with the other with the guys who are the actual NFL players at a bar. And then the replacement players are in jail together and then they start dancing in the jail cell to I Will Survive. And then the one replacement player is um, the blonde brother in Little Nicky. And this movie is actually the first time I had ever been introduced to the now annoying soccer cry, ole, 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 ole. Because I'm pretty sure he would run around his bar in England singing it, I believe. And he was a soccer player. That's why he was a great kicker on the replacements team okay because he was a soccer player weird yeah but it's a good movie i loved this one it was so funny yeah um i'm gonna have to check it out again because i honestly i know i've seen it i just don't remember much remember it off the top of your head but yeah i saw it maybe like once or maybe twice 
yeah my dad my dad liked it a lot so we would watch it a lot over at his place and i was like oh yeah it was orlando jones is in it and uh who's the other guy oh my gosh john favreau gene hackman john favreau plays like a very angry guy which is funny and then the the two uh the one there's two guys who are playing like the they're like um their safeties or whatever the bigger guys on the team and they're just hilarious too as well they like made they literally so the nfl players uh throw uh keanu reeves's truck on its side and so then these guys who used to be security guards who are now on the team come out and they're like oh you best put that back and he's like no we're not gonna do that for you and then they like grab their guns and shoot them and he's like what are you doing and he's like i said put my buddy's truck back like it's just it's so funny it's it's a hilarious it's a great movie i suggest to go see it all right then yes oh i'm sure i'm pretty sure i saw it on disney yeah Plus. okay so i'll have to check it out i'll put it on my list yeah another one to put on the list another one for the list i know there's another so many for the list, for the list um and then the rest we have are all just actual fiction movies about football <laughs> we got the water boy oh adam sandler, adam this, sandler. One I, this one i like it's not yeah. like one of my go-tos it's not something that i would watch super often but it's a good one it's but funny it's so, it's so like you know the underdog finally getting their comeuppance or whatever because he was picked on by the like professional university team and then now he's actually playing for this like crappier university team and then they end up winning. And so just, it's kind of a cute little underdog story. It has its funny moments. Uh, for Uzzaball, Uzzaball. Kathy Bates. Yeah. Yep. Kathy Bates. Um, uh, and of course it's like, he's Rob Schneider and Alex you can do it. Yeah. Cut his fucking like, head off. Yeah. It's like water. Bo- like Adam Sandler plays the water boy and he plays like, you know, he's less than smart and they just fucking bully him the entire fucking time and he's none the wiser needle dick he doesn't even know yeah like and he doesn't even know like Uh, but that was what makes him so good at being a football player was he kept being so passive for so long and the coach was like you gotta get angry and when he'd get angry he would like get angry and tackle a motherfucker so that was why he was on the team because they're like can you do that all the time yeah because he got pissed off about something like he just they poured water and, on him or something and he just yeah. went after the guy wasted his his good water i know he really cared about the quality of his water he did high quality h2o like and his yes. like his even like prized possession was like a water from a, a glacier or whatever mm-hmm. was it was in the bottle that he gave to vicky valancourt yeah it's always cold i need me that water i love me cold water Oh, me too. Uh, I don't. I do not understand people who just want room temperature water. No. Aaron can't drink water. I'm just like, no. I don't. Under, I don't know. Like, no. I need it's cold gotta water. Got to be cold. Cold, high quality H two O. I'm cold, just like Bobby Boucher. Bobby Boucher. And I love all of like the homeschooling analogies that they had like i can't remember any off the top alligators are honorary because their brain or their head is too i can't remember what he said about that one but he's like no it's the medulla oblongata oh because they got all them them teeth and no and no toothbrush i think is what what it was yeah alligators are honorary because they got all their teeth and no toothbrush and he's like no they have a medulla oblongata he's like no you're wrong colonel sanders 
<laughs> and tackles his uh, professor. Uh, yeah, uh, good movie. And then from then on, um, the professor's like, "No, what do you think we're learning?" And then Bobby like actually wants to learn real stuff and be real, like be smart and real learn stuff now, yeah. which is kind of funny as well. Because his mama like set him up to fail, taught him all the wrong things. All the wrong things, all mama. The wrong things, like so backwards, like yeah, backwards mm-hmm. Louisiana. That's what he was from the bayous. Yeah. So I guess we'll go on to Rudy. Oh, you have that listed? I didn't even see that listed. Yeah, it's right between replacements and Friday Night Lights. (laughs) Why wouldn't have I had it listed? I know it's like 93. I was going to mention it. I was going to wait till we were done. And then I was going to be like, oh, no, there was one more. But No, 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 no. Of course I had it listed. It's just Rudy. It's Rudy. Come on. Like the football movie from when we were younger. I love this movie. I love this movie. I this was also during my peak Sean Fa- Sean Aston phase, right around the Toy Soldiers and shit, and Memphis Belle. Um, and also like huge football fans. So this was two things I fucking loved. Right. Um, and in Rudy, hindsight, again, another underdog story, just like Bobby Boucher yep. as well. In hindsight, another John Favreau movie. Mm-hmm. Great, great John Favreau movie. Clearly, too. he just played football when he was younger. Yeah. Uh, no, he wasn't on the football team. He was just a friend of Rudy in this movie but anyway um yeah so rudy is the runt of his family and they are all big huge football players and shit and so he has the same dreams and people don't think he's gonna be able to play the, yeah like that can't hack it or anything because he's just so small and it's all the crap that he goes through and all the chances that he's given and having to do this as well as like going to university and taking classes and all of this stuff and then he meets a kind janitor that kind of becomes a mentor type to him to like yep. he should never give up on himself and go for your dreams and yep. because the janitor once played football on that field and then he had he was too high and mighty on himself and then he got injured and ended his career and now he's a janitor but that's no nothing to be ashamed of because it's a job it's been food on your table for no but it's a classic story of like the it's, football yeah. player doesn't fall back yeah. doesn't get a career no. to fall back on yeah they just think they'll get that forever and it's like one injury you're done yeah, yeah. So it, this is about Rudy's success and his climb to the top. And just that last shot of the movie is just so fucking iconic. Right. Lift him up on his shoulders, carry him off the field. Right. They said they haven't, in the movie, in, as of 1993, because this movie was based in like the 60s, I think. Mm-hmm. Late 60s, I think, was this was kind of based on. Um, they uh, took, because this is a real, a true story too. And they carried him off the field. And up until 93, nobody had been carried off the field since. As of the release of this movie. I don't know. 1940 was when it was taken place. Oh, 40s. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. So, it was, yeah. I love this movie. Or 1960s. Good family Mm -hmm. movie. It makes his dad so proud. And oh no, sorry. It was in the '60s, but it was the first film t- that Notre Dame administration allowed to be shot on campus since 1940. Oh, sorry, okay. that's what it was. But it is set it in the like, '60s. Yeah, because in 1940s, a black person would not have been able to play on a white person's field. And fun note: its original release date was uh, September 18th at the Toronto International Film Festival. Ooh, it's a TIFF movie. It's a TIFF movie. Right. September 18th, 93, and then October 15th, 93 in the United States. It was, a TIFF, it was a TIFF movie. Look at that. Fucking yeah, he's oh, playing for yeah. the Notre Dame football team. That's what it was. I'm like, I knew it was some school, but I wasn't sure what it was. Notre Dame. Oh, I knew what it was. You'd have asked. <laughs> I was going to say Harvard, Yale. No. 
Harvard. Harvard. Um, I had a dream that I went to Yale last night. That was fucking. Do you weird. have you been watching Gilmore Girls recently? No. Oh, okay. No, not at all. But yeah, I would have figured if you were, that would have been where your hey, Yale implantation would have came from. Weird. I don't know. Maybe it was because like I I was contemplating putting on my Yale pants. Maybe. I have. I also have Harvard pants. <laughs> I have I Harvard. I have Harvard track pants that I actually picked up at Harvard when I was there last year. Mine are from the tram law, Walmart. <laughs> right. The mart of the wall. The mart of the wall. Those <laughs> fucking Waltons. So our last football movie. Our last football You're movie rich. is Little Giants. Yay! I love this movie. I like this movie. This so is also good. Devin Sawa. Yes, Devin Sawa, Rick Moranis, and Ed mm-hmm. O'Neill, the the football player of the '90s, who started scored what four oh, touchdowns yeah. in a single game or whatever. Or if like you're way younger, what's his face for Modern Family, the old guy? Oh, fucking! Oh. I mean, I watched Modern Family for a few. Seasons, I just can't remember but... what his name is, like, because I used to watch it all the time, and I cannot for the life of me fucking remember what his name is. What Jay? his character's name is? Yes, Jay. Uh, something closets something closets it's got their last names in it it starts with a b doesn't it pretty sure it starts with a b his daughter is married to duffy yeah yeah the duffy's son is mitch fuck it and I I mean I'm just fucking looking it up because we could be talking about this for fucking ever. Yeah, let's so. be talking about it. But Little Giants is great because it's basically uh again sort of uh, like little little leagues basically, and there's the Cowboys who are like the best team in the town. Um, <laughs> I believe this one's Ohio, I think, Urbana, Ohio, I believe is where oh, it's I couldn't I couldn't fucking tell if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. I think, um, but yeah, there's the Cowboys who are the the you know the great team and they're everybody's trying to get onto this team and then of course there's this group of kids who can't make it onto the team because they're just not good football players they're little small scrawny guys and then there's becky o'shea who is a girl so of course they won't let her on the team and she's pissed because she's a good fucking football player and she wants to be on the team yeah so becky o'shea decides to and her dad for out of spite because her her uncle ends up being the coach of the cowboys her uncle's kind of a dick it's kind of a dick i don't know yeah, yeah, being an ex-football player and just being a dick. And, uh, you know, Rick Moranis was oh, a nerdy. And even as brother and sister, they were like, or uh, sorry, as brothers, they were, you know, they never got along. One was more smart Academic. and one was football. Yeah. Same type of thing. Classic case. One's football, one, one you know. So they de- he decides to start his own team, the Little Giants, and basically have all the reject kids on it. And then they're going to play a game to see who which team gets to basically, I guess, be in the league because you can only have one team in the league. Yeah. So they end up playing them. And then, of course, the Little Giants win. And I think in the end, they end up just merging the team. And he's yeah. just like, why not just let all the kids yeah, play? Go coach and let them all play and have fun. And yeah. I mean, it's a really good, I like this movie. Like it's, it's never really been one that I've rewatched a lot or that was always at the top of my list, but I do remember that I did like this movie. Well, Danielle loved Devin Sawa, so we watched yeah. it a lot. So I loved it as a kid. As well. I, I, Plus, I, I, I was very pro, like if a girl, like pro girl independence getting her, like I, I was all over here. I was all for those movies as a kid. You best give me those fucking independent, like 
awesome girl characters. That was me as a kid. Reminiscent, you could talk. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, but I love what I did like about this movie was teaching the kid to catch using toilet paper. Yes, because that was all that he could catch. He couldn't catch That's anything. Else. He couldn't catch the ball for his life of him. But whenever they threw toilet paper at him, he had no problem. Yep. And that's so, how they used to catch him. Even some know. of their like warm-ups and things. And then they end up having like the real players, like John, I think John Madden shows or is John Madden shows up with the other three guys? I it's been a long time, I couldn't tell you. I don't there, remember. There's there's one of the guy yeah, they show anyways, they show up with like three of the football players, three big football players of the time, obviously. Um, and they're telling them about how like, you know, how to be good football players and everything and 80% metal and 40% physical. And they're like, what? That's 120%. Guys. Exactly. That's why they're like, that doesn't make sense. And be more than 100%. It is not right? physically possible. Not physically possible. But it's just, it's a great movie. Uh, yeah, I loved it. All right. So moving on. From football to football. <laughs> Sorry. <For> soccer. <laughs> right? <laughs> Football, football. Uh, this is a small football. one. This has only got like three movies. We don't got many um, in the football category or yeah, soccer category. I, I have seen all three. Yeah, I can honestly say I love Ladybugs. It has been a while since I've seen it, but this I did love be, it as a kid. This is going to be another movie that we are going to have to feature on kids versus adults. Yeah, when we start that segment, because I literally have not seen this movie since I was probably twelve. 15 yep. maybe um came out in 92 so i had watched it a lot but just yes. as i got to a teenager i think we lost our copy because we taped it off the tv or some shit yeah like something like that happens yeah don't have a copy of it so uh this is a movie with um rodney dangerfield rodney dangerfield and jonathan bless brandis. his soul jonathan brandis law gone too soon yeah, gone way too soon um where um rodney dangerfield mayor is dating or married to John the Brands' mom. Yep. And he is a coach of a, of a girl's soccer team and they suck. So Jonathan, <laughs> he gets son Jonathan Brandis to dress up like a girl to be a ringer and make them better and just chaos ensues like they do. But then also the girls kind of learn from themselves, like from them. And he kind of also learns more about being a girl as well too. Yeah, he learns to be a sensitive kid because he just a he was a dick player. soccer player like any athlete yeah. usually kind of is portrayed in the movies yeah and he's like oh i'm not gonna talk to her she's not pretty and like yeah, or whatever. yeah. so the they one i remember that. the most is the the one of the geeky girls on the team and there was the redhead girl the i trope. think with glasses the, the trope take the glasses off take your ponytail out oh my god you're beautiful yeah like <clears throat> she was adorable like don't get me wrong like she's fucking adorable she's yeah. so but I just, I hate that fucking trope. Like, that trope. Like, just take off your glasses. You can't, you can't be oh. smart and pretty, like, God forbid. No. Or, like, you can't look like you're smart because then you're not pretty. Yeah. Like, it's just like. And you can't be awful. like Giselle Bunchen and actually have a PhD. That's not but possible. I think, you know, but like, that's also a lesson that all the girls do learn, too. Yeah. Like, it's. Well, as I said, they kind of learn from him. The he, second, they learn from me, you know, yeah. The second they find out that, she, that the she's a, a boy in disguise are all just like oh my hair oh my, my hair how's my makeup this 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 and like fixing themselves and i'm just like girls no you this I guy has seen all of you like come on how does it change now that you know he's a boy well and it's not that it's just like oh my god all, like we were ourselves around you this whole yeah 
well, yeah, exactly what you just said. Now that we know that he's a boy, now we have to look our best. Yeah. Like, no. It's the Absolutely same person. And also no. funny, cross-dressing was accepted. No one gave a shit. Oh my God, it's drag. Who fucking cares? It's that fun. Is. Get over it. It's fun. Like, and... don't, it. don't like it. Don't right? watch it. Like, yeah. Don't buy it. Don't read it. Like, fuck you. And again, girls soccer but, apparently is awesome because we had Bend It Like Beckham as well, which was about girls soccer teams. I can honestly say only seen this movie maybe once and a half. Yeah. <laughs> I also have not seen it many times either. Was this Kira Knightley's like... I think first... Oh, like, first I think her first role? movie? I think. I, her Star Wars was not exactly... Leader. <laughs> yeah. No. For those of you who don't know, Kira Knightley was Padme's handmaiden that doubled as Queen Amidala. Amidala in the movies because yeah. they look so much alike. <laughs> yes. But yeah, I believe this was her first like kind of real big starring yeah. role. And I like this movie. Yeah. I remember liking it. Yeah. It takes place in England, I believe. I don't have much to say mm-hmm. about it because I really don't remember much of it. Yeah. I mean, I'm personally not much of a soccer fan. So I didn't, a reason why I personally didn't really see it that much. Um, I wonder if that's why I didn't like She's the Man either maybe because i see a lot on the facebook of like when they talk about like amanda Bynes movies and like 90 percent of people say she's the man is their favorite amanda Bynes movie and i don't get it like maybe it's because i just i'm not a soccer fan but i just i didn't like the entire storyline i just it was super cringe to me and it's all anyone wondering yeah it's shakespeare or whatever based so also it's you know yeah but yeah maybe that's why i just i didn't care for this one but that's not to say I didn't like any soccer movie. <laughs> loved, loved, loved <laughs> the big green. The big green. Like, who does not like this movie? This also starred a lot of the kid stars, like Hammy from The Sandlot. I don't remember his real name, Paul something. Yeah. Um, the kid from Squints is in it from The Sandlot, and those are all the only two that I remember at the moment. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, Steve Gutenberg. Steve Gutenberg, Olivia Patrick Renna, Olivia Dabo. Dabo, yes. I remember her. Jordan um, Brower, Bug Hall, the one who played Alfalfa. Yes, Bug Hall was in it. Um I'm trying to like see their faces, and this is also something Billy L. Sullivan. I know his face, but I can't remember what else he's been in. So Yeah. Yeah. I honestly don't really remember the prem like why they form a soccer team. Do you One remember sec. why? One sec. Fresh from England on a foreign exchange program, Miss Aunt, teacher Miss Anna arrives in a small Texas town where the local students don't have much to be happy about. Determined to boost their spirits, Anna forms a soccer team, hoping the sport will help them out of their funk. But since they've never played before, she has her work cut out for her. She hopes that her assistant coach, Sheriff Tom, might she might have a chance to turn their lives around. Yeah, and then they end up playing like the actual little league team in the county or something like that, right? Yeah. Maybe so, kind of similar to like a little Giants where, yeah, they're probably playing the team yeah. to get into the league or whatever. Um, but okay, so, okay, I just, okay, opening scene. Do you remember it? Because it's like mm-hmm. the best opening scene ever. <laughs> so you have little Olivia driving her little car into town in this butthole fuck town with one stop sign, everything banded, like kind of town. And you cut to the these boys out in the field. They lay down. They throw tra- Cheetos on each other. Like, they throw Cheetos on top of each other. Yeah. And lay down. 
And then they're covered by birds, like crows and shit, right? Yeah. And Olivia's like, oh my God. She gets out of her car. She gets a hose from some random, like, there's just happens to be a fucking hose there. Of like, course. Ooh, convenient. Um, and she hoses them down, like, to get rid of the birds, saving their lives. And they pop up and they're like, lady, what are you doing? And she's just like, well, what are you doing? He goes, this is what we do for fun around here. <laughs> you lay down and throw Tito's on you and get eaten by birds. <laughs> Apparently, oh, it is a fictional small it. town of Elma, Texas, where this happens. I kind of want to do it. I want to kind of feel know what that feels like. Oh, I would funny. be terrified, and please don't poop on me. But <laughs> weird. Uh, yeah, so it's a bit of a culture shock for uh, Miss Anne when uh, she comes into little tiny Elma, Texas. Right. Um. So what do they? So they end up like she ends up training them and teaching them and stuff, and then they find this kid. Uh, who I believe his name is Juan. He was part of their school and he's very quiet and doesn't interact at all or whatever. And he ends up showing off his soccer skills like at recess or something. He's off in the corner and they're like, oh my God, look, he's so good. And they try to get him to join the soccer team and then he can't because like it turns out him and his mom are illegal aliens, I guess, in the States for lack of a better term. Okay. Um, and she's afraid of deportation and stuff she just wants her son to have a good education and a better future than she ever had and yep. all that so it's they have the star player so the coach of the knights tries to figure something out to get one and steal the ringer they always got to do yeah, that like get rid of the ringer or anything right so um, obviously that doesn't happen and they end up having like their giant fucking like championship like game at the end of the movie and it obviously they win like like they wouldn't come on um but this movie, they I, always win in the end. The only thing Actually, that really pops out in my head, which movie did they not win? We'll get to it. It's in our next, okay. one of our it's, other categories. Okay. Um, one of the things that I always remember from this movie is the dream sequence with yeah. the, um, the night guy. And he starts seeing all like the, like the pirate and the other fucking what are they called mascots thank you the other mascots of the other teams that they play because hammy who plays the goalie has a problem with the other teams when they come running at the goal he sees them as what their mascots are like ravenous <laughs> horses and evil monsters instead of just kids instead of just kids with a fucking soccer ball yeah and so there he's taught to turn the dream around on them and he somehow makes the star fucking kicker during a penalty kick or something like that like make him see what he sees he's dressed like in a night uniform and everything but then he sees like the mascots behind the goalie net and then he gets scared and misses the kick and yeah really like i'm sorry i saw this movie like you know when it came out when i was like 10 or something like that i did not know no i was like fuck that no mm. that no that scene was just so fucking unnecessary made no sense no fucking sense sorry didn't Right? Sometimes you gotta have stupid right. scenes, I guess. Their goat was their mascot. <laughs> the goats. Very and interesting. The coach had to kiss the goat when they won. Mm-hmm. It's adorable. It's a great movie. Very kid movie. Very good Very movie. Very good. I loved it. And like they had to help one of the one of the kids, Kate or something, because she was she had an abusive household or something like that. Or yeah. And she ended up in a good relationship with her dad. He stopped drinking and like it's just a really good feel-good movie. Yeah. Um, so from soccer to basketball. 
Nothing but net. Nothing but net. Um, I mean, like, you know, the basketball was around in the 90s. We had so, you know, we had Michael Jordan, who was like, you know, the best basketball player. Well, it was him, Pippen, and Rodman. They were, they were the three. Yes, they were the three. The top of the basketball elite. Game at the time. Um, so Space Jam, we clearly obviously had to have a movie with one of them. Like, it was just inevitable for teens for because millennials were like the big generation they were targeting to at the time. So, of course, it was inevitable. And we had... Michael Jordan in Space Jam. That is very cute. Like, I mean, it was, it had such a fan base that even in 2021, we had Space Jam 2. Which I have not seen. It's okay. It's cute. I have no desire to see it. I might eventually one day, but not anytime soon. I have no plans. No. Um, But I love that this movie pretty much had, had pretty much everything for everyone and had jokes for kids and had jokes for adults. And it was, it was a cute movie. Yeah. And I just think it's funny that it happened during Michael Jordan's baseball run. Yeah, his uh, retirement years. He retired basketball and went to go play baseball. And I don't think that was nearly as successful as his basketball career. No. And then after that, I think he did that for like one or two years. And then he went back to base basketball again. Yeah. And yeah, he was in and out for a few okay. years. Well, just like right now, Jonathan Taves is apparently retiring from the Chicago Blackhawks right now. Or Chicago? Yeah, I think Chicago. Um, but he's not retired from hockey. He's just not going to be playing on the ice right now with the Cocks. I'm like, okay, we're going to be pulling a Michael Jordan here. What's going to be happening here, guy? What sport are you going to go to? Right? You're hockey. So what, golfer? You're going to be a golfer now? Join the rest of them? Join the PGA. I'm PGA. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this one's Space Jam. You know, Bill Murray you got the Looney Tunes. Michael Jordan it's just it's a funny movie Danny DeVito plays the Monstars voice guy and it's just it's just a good quality fun 90 movie just 90s movie feelings like it's it's suspenseful in some parts it's it had a good funny. soundtrack that's emotional like the whole thing with Lolita Lola Bunny yeah Lola Bunny like I believe I can fly. I know R. Kelly nowadays, but the yes. song was yes. amazing at the time. Yeah. We don't, we don't, we don't condone R. Kelly guys, but that yeah. guy was a great song at the time from this movie. That, that was a great song at the time. Yeah. But like the whole thing about changing Lola's look to be more sexual for like the second one, that controversy that happened. That's oh no, that she was, funny. they made her less sexual and everyone was like, put her back to the way she was. Yeah. People lost their ever loving mind because the bunny was less sexy. Oh my God. Do you hear yourselves guys? Right. Fuck. Bigger problems. <sighs> Moving on. <laughs> or Air Bud. No, we could do some Air Bud. Tidbit. Cute. Air Bud was, co- was Comet from Full House. Oh, is he actually the same dog? He, yeah. So he, oh. on summer hiatus, when the show was on hiatus for the summer, he went and did this movie and then he could not continue his work on Full House when he came back. They had to get a different dog because for Airbud, they dyed him red. And the blonde disappeared. And so he was a completely different looking dog. Oh no. When he came back. So they needed a new dog. That's funny. So for like the season three or something like that, that was not um, original comment. She came back later. But yeah. 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 I just think that I just thought that was funny because I heard that in um, uh, how rude Tanneritos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
But uh, yeah, I thought it was funny tidbit. It's like they dyed him red and they couldn't fucking get him dyed back to the right color blonde for the show. Like, fuck. Anyway, so dog playing basketball. Right? What can, what's not great about a dog playing sports? Come on. And it, and these are movies where the dog doesn't die. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Great. I still haven't. I've only ever seen the first one, and I only ever watched the first one because the first one probably came out when I was ninety-seven. So I was fourteen. A little old for their demographic, but I was in love with Kevin Zegers. Yes. I love this guy so much. Oh, I had such a crush on him, and it made me feel so much better knowing that he's from Woodstock, Ontario. It's true. I'm like, it's bitch, true. that is like an hour from my house. We are yep. so close we yep. could meet. I can stalk you. I can stalk you. If only we had social media then. Yeah. So from dogs playing basketball to rappers playing basketball, which is usually their MO anyways, like Mike, we had a little Bow Wow and Jonathan Lipnicki. Never watched it. <laughs> it was 2002. Um, I know I you 19. weren't really, yeah, you would have been around, but I know it wasn't really your thing per se morris chestnut robert forster crispin glovin and eugene levy film follows an orphan who gets basketball or who who gets basketball talents after finding an old pair of sneakers that once belonged to michael jordan so little bow wow becomes an awesome basketball player because he finds michael jordan's shoes hence why it's like mike he wants to be like mike interesting yeah sounds like chaos would ensue some funness ensues obviously of course because you know then i guess they he i I think I only saw it once, so I feel if I'm not remembered, if I don't remember correctly, because this is usually what the plot lines for these things is, he loses the shoes and then has to try and play basketball without the shoes. And Gotta believe realizes, in himself. Yep, he's actually good. He, he just had to believe knows. in himself. Tricky, tricky. I'm guessing, I can, it's been a while, but I'm thinking that's sort of coming to my mind here. Sounds like that's what would happen, yes. Right? This sounds like a classic kids it's like it's like when you're predicting a hallmark movie you can predict a kids yeah. movie usually pretty well the plots are usually similar usually very yes right <laughs> um so not many basketball movies out there we do have like the disney channel ones like double team oh um, yeah there's a couple of the disney channel ones yeah and of but- course like i know it's not, it's not a movie but we can't talk about basketball not mention one tree hill like come on that's the first, where I got my the first, from. the first like three seasons, four seasons or whatever, they're really four. really into it, and, and then, then after that, a lot of basketball in the last few, because Couple Lucas became a coach. Well, I guess yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Oh yeah, when they come back after high school, yeah. after college, I mean. Yeah. Um. So moving from basketball, we are going to. Oh, we have one more basketball one. Not quite a kids movie. Where? Celtic Pride. Oh, that right. Yeah, this one was is a comedy a, movie. Is that a Disney Channel? Oh, no. oh, uh, Daniel Stern, Dan Aykroyd, and Damon Wayans. Oh, okay. I was totally thinking, uh, oh, I was thinking of Luck of the Luck Irish. Luck of the Irish, yeah, which is another basketball movie on a Disney channel. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> Ryan Merriman, who I also was in love with. Right, I had a lot of love, guys. Sorry, a lot of love to give. She did a lot That's of cool. love, a lot of love to give to my uh, my heart throbs that I yeah. love so much. Yeah. Um, it was written by Judd Apatow and Colin Quinn. And that's interesting to know. Um, oh. Yeah, uh, this one is basically about a bunch of guys or two guys who are in love with the Boston Celtics team. And then they end up kidnapping, I believe it's one of the players from the other team so that they won't win against their Celtics. I think it's like in their playoffs or whatever. 
Utah Jazz, that's the team. And Damon Wayans is obviously the basketball player that they steal from the team. And then obviously chaos ensues because they like they like wanted to, you know, when people kidnap people, they're like, oh, shit, this is a great idea because we're really stupid drunk. And then all of a sudden they become sober and they're like, shit, what the fuck did we do now? We can't really like we're already in this. How do we get out of this? Like. And then the kidnapping just gets worse. Yeah, I know. Right. Just give them back. And then nothing Hopefully the badness won't happen. But when you keep pursuing these things, people, that's when it gets even worse. Yes. Uh, so funny. The most logical solution is usually the solution. Arkham's yeah. razor. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. That one was pretty good. Like I said, um, Daniel Stern, Dan Aykroyd, they're hilarious. Damon Wayans, great people. I, I might have seen it. I might have seen it. It does sound familiar, but I couldn't tell you anything about it. Well, here's the thing. I saw it when it came out and it was I was 11 years old. So what goes to tell you what my parents were clearly not caring what I was watching. <laughs> not just your parents, just 90s parents. Right? They didn't give a shit. <laughs> they didn't give a shit while we were watching. Let's be real. They were the threw us in the deep end of the swimming pool and was like, learn to swim. While they're <laughs> drinking their beer, not paying attention to you. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Just keep they swimming. Yours. They built us our own car seats. Like it's right? different fucking time, guys. Different, different times, time. different times. Uh. All right. The one with the most amount of fucking movies. Yeah. I don't we know why y'all have so we many. You gotta be movies. quick with some of these, okay? Right? Because I'm personally not a big fan of baseball. I find it's a little boring, a little slow for what? myself. But there were so many good movies that ran, oh, went around great. baseball. Okay. So I think we should start with like the least favorite ones which for me would be like king arthur's court the kid okay. in king arthur's court that was a summer catch. disney one which is funny because yeah. two of these baseball movies star the exact same actor this is true yes R- like, rookie of the year and a kid in king arthur's court court yes. bo- both have thomas ian nicholas in it which is hilarious yeah. Rookie yep. of the Year, obviously first, and then the other one was second. Um, Kidding King Arthur's Court is obviously a re- remake of the, you know, the older version of it, where baseball kid falls somehow falls in Little Big League too. No, that was Luke Edwards. California, right? Yes, is yes. Luke Edwards, yes. Kid from Newsies. Yeah. Got yep. it. Okay, yep. so that's the one who's in Little Big League. Yeah. Got it. My so life. yeah, Kitty King Arthur's Court, somehow this kid stumbles upon something that travels him through time and then he ends up in King Arthur's Day. And again, as most kids' movies, chaos ensues. He has to try and find his way home and eventually finds his way home. I think he comes out on top in like King Arthur's Court somehow. He comes yeah. at night or something I or whatever. It's been a while yeah, since I've seen this one. Just then baseball. Yes, obviously. Um, I don't quite remember. Like this was not one of my top favorite movies. It just didn't really do much for me um so i don't i've only seen it a few times i think and i literally have not seen it since probably single digits i I was gonna say again it's one of those things where it's like a lot of these movies i haven't seen them since i was a kid so i'm trying to remember some of them and it would be interesting to see them now as an adult yeah so we'll just have to keep those adding those ones to our list so my apologies to anyone who's favorite this is their favorite movie or whatever we don't remember much of it my apologies and we don't want you we don't want us talking for two hours as well we're not going to talk on all these um yeah. another lesser known is ed with matt leblanc and the chimpanzee yeah uh, yeah i was there was a lot of like this was also i think at a time like 96 at a time where a lot of they were throwing animals in a lot of movies 
yes, and see what sticks. Were. Like Air Bud was 97, Ed was 96. I think Flipper was also around 96, 95. Like, yeah, this was definitely, they were just kind of throwing animals in movies or animals as like sidekicks in movies or as a star in a, you know, let's throw them in a basketball movie. So it was a little bit, it was a little bit weird when basically the chimpanzee becomes his co-pitcher or something or hold on oh one of his teammates he used to be the team mascot but was promoted to third base when the owners realized he had a talent for bas- baseball like how would that very actually far-fetched. happen right very far-fetched rather far Matthew McConaughey what were you thinking Matt LeBlanc Oh, Matt LeBlanc, what were you thinking? Right? I know it was My your bad. friends. Like, no. like this was your friend's era, like prime friend's era. This was the movie you chose. And I just, because, and I know this is my own bias or whatever, um, but I just don't see Joey Tribbiani as a baseball player. <laughs> right? I don't see him as a physical player in anything. Yeah. He likes sand- some meatball sandwiches and pizza. Like... <laughs> I mean, he was physically fit, but yes, I agree. The character, yeah, I just, you, I just don't him buy as him as an athlete. Just yeah. saying. Um, I guess so another then, lesser known hardball, hardball or summer catch. Yeah, I'll go summer catch because I literally have saw this movie like once, and I don't recall liking it. Yeah, me too. I just, well, no, some it yeah, it was just Beal, right? Yeah, and Freddie Prince Jr. Was it? Yeah, okay. I thought it was Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah, and it also had Matthew Lillard, Brittany Murphy, Wilder Valmorana, Wilder Valmorana, Fred Ward, Gabriel Mann. So it had an interesting cast. But yeah, they're just a bunch of uh, coming-of-age romantic comedy set against the backdrop of Cape Cod Basketball League. Baseball? Well, and it's Cape Cod, so of course it's like, you know, Richie Bougie area of the Northeast. And is it like a girl fell in love with a guy from the wrong side of the tracks or some shit like that? The daughter of a wealthy couple who summer on the Cape, Ryan and Tenley fall in love, much to the chagrin of their families, while Ryan clings to his last one hope of being discovered and signed to a pro baseball contract. Yeah. So really, it just... It's a story type deal. Got it. Well, and it's baseball in Cape Cod, and it just feels like it's nothing but the upper echelon, so I feel like it just doesn't sit on my radar. It wasn't relatable. Yeah. It's not a movie that's on our ra- relatable yeah, radar. Whereas maybe Hardball is a little bit more relatable. Yes, Hardball will be way more relatable. Uh, also starring Keanu Reeves. Yes, Keanu Reeves. He was all about those. Well, and I was actually saw a meme hockey earlier hockey. today that he actually used but, to play hockey and he was like one uh, audition away or whatever from joining one of the like AHL or like lower leagues. Tryouts, yeah, that's the word. Like they wear costumes too. It's like, <laughs> absolutely, they wear costumes. What are you talking about? I have and a bunch. You of are costumes. the hockey fan, not me. <laughs> it took. My, I ha- it was a moment that I was just like the words just couldn't come out of my mouth. Sometimes you're just brain fart. Brain farts. But yeah, so he also um, used to play hockey because, of course, he's Canadian. Okay, so basically, um, in a nutshell, this movie is about Keanu Reeves. I think he gets in trouble with the law, and then he has to, as his repentance or something like that, he has to coach a baseball team for a bunch of kids in the ghetto or like really low income area, poverty line stuff, right? Ragtag team of kids, as it says. In the toughest part of, in the toughest part of Chicago. Yeah. Chicago, Chicago, Chicago. In one of the episodes of uh, Married with Children, when Kelly becomes a a, a weather girl, girl. she says in Chicago, she calls it Chicago. And me and Dion have always called it Chicago since. That's funny. I'm going to have to remember that. Um, but 
I can I like this movie, but I don't think I can ever watch this movie again because of the one scene. Yes. Where baby dies. One unfortunately one, of, baby, one of the, the team members. The youngest team member. He's adorable. He's like the size of a four-year-old, but he's actually like what seven, eight years old? Yeah. Ten? Something in there. And his name is Baby. And he's just the cutest, most innocent, most like believes in the good of everything kind of kid mm-hmm. and he gets killed in a drive-by because unfortunately that's what happens in the south side of chicago heartbreaking it's, it's just awful yeah. and like i know where they Life. were going with it they succeeded they made me feel and i yep. just i but that just kills i just can't watch the movie for it like i just can't i can't watch it because of that scene like i'm just yeah i'll watch it up until that point and i'll turn it off yeah. Like I, I can't watch Baby Die. I'm sorry. And I remember there was a song on the soundtrack, Hardball, and I apparently yes. later now found out. Like at the time, I had like it was like Little Bow Wow, or it was just a couple people. I did not know one of those guys was Little Wayne until like recently. I bought no the soundtrack specifically for that song. Right, it was such a good song. So good, and and um, and it was like all of the are... the boys at the time, like the the like R and B guys and rap guys that were big kind it of at the time. Also for um, Big Papa by Biggie Smalls is also yep, on it yep. because the pitcher couldn't pitch unless he was listening to that song. And yep. I remember when they did like the, the kind of the choreography or whatever to it. It's like, I love it when you call me Big Papa. Like, it's just, <laughs> like, and it's just, and he had to do it without his music or whatever because the other team's coach complained about him having the Walkman while he was playing and it was a dis- it was an advantage or something. Yeah. So they yeah. didn't get rid of the Walkman and he kept let it he kept throwing easy ones and stuff and so they all started singing big papa and then he was able to start striking out pit, um batters and i love that scene like this i i really do like this movie because the kids learned a lot from keanu and keanu learned a lot from the kids like that's how it usually goes with these kinds of movies right and right. It, it's again like another feel-good movie except for baby dying which is yeah, yeah. but also instills the realness of what it's like growing up below the poverty line and in those areas. Yep. There's a lot of crappy situations that happen in those areas. Yeah. It's awful. And it needs to be fucking fixed. Yeah. But that's a whole other situation, a whole other problem, whole other podcast. Um, So then I think the next one should be basketball. So this one was from the guys of South park. This one's so fucking funny. Like, Right. even to this day like yes okay in hindsight it's offensive sometimes i don't honestly don't remember some of the jokes but i'm sure it's offensive in some way or shape it's or the form. south park creators 100 percent. it's offensive but it's so funny. it's so funny like it's fucking fun i would watch this sport i would yeah. oh me too specifically for the the uh psychouts the psychouts would be fantastic right like, right oh my god so it's Seth, just a, it's just a funny movie film, would you care to explain how basketball works? Or do you remember? I remember they were outside when they were drunk or whatever, playing or whatever, and they were trying to get it into the basketball, but you shoot, I believe you sh- No, you don't shoot from the bases, right? You shoot from one spot and then you run to the bases. Yeah. You shoot from the top, like from, I believe from the top of the key. Yep. Yep. And the, you're an opponent and stands in front of you trying to psych you out. By saying the most random and awful shit that they can. And if you get it in the basket, you run to 
first. I think or you, have, you have to get it in the basket in a certain way in order to, for it to be a home run or yeah something yeah. like that. Like I don't remember exactly, but it ends up be becoming a fucking sensation. Like a huge like, sport. Yeah, they did it from their back. They're like, like just a garage game with him, with these couple of guys, some of their friends drinking beer, having being drunk and making up this fucking game. And then it becomes this big, huge professional sport with yeah. their own like league and everything. And Jenny McCarthy's husband's taking over it. And I have a question that I just thought of. Why did you put this under ba- baseball and not basketball? I, I it was right and like it, i could have put it under random sports actually because it does mix the two but it's more baseball than basketball for sure yeah it has way more baseball elements than basketball their their outfits look like baseball outfits so i think that's oh my god the fairies in their um, pink like uniforms I right? love it was it was it was so funny okay. but in a lot of yasmin bleeth is in it who was at her height of popularity with baywatch at the time yeah jenny mccarthy um, yeah and uh yasmin bleeth played the like the the um like the love interest between the two of them or whatever yeah between yep. Trey and Matt like they both liked her and whatever but and then she works for Make a Wish Foundation or something like that one of those so, charities or whatever yeah. for children so there was a whole like evil conglomerate corporate plan behind closed doors like evil scheme a brewing that the boys figured out and they had to like I don't know like foil their plans or some shit like that like I it's been a while so I, I did watch it I have watched it within the last five years I know that yeah um I just and real big fish is in it yes real big fish is in it mm-hmm. I remember um, that the just some of the the slapstick jokes are still just fucking classic like when the guy is at the hospital with the kid and Yasmin Belith and he sits on the bed and sits on his airways on his air tubes Mm. and he sits up and wakes up because he can't breathe and then he gets up off the bed and then the kid lays back down and back in a coma and then he gets up again and he's oh that was that was a classic trip yeah, yeah. oh oh or like the one game they were playing and they were psyching each other out and dude uh I, who's the blonde one trey i think i think yes yeah trey, yeah I believe. I believe the blonde one um rolls up aluminum foil and jumps into his mouth and starts chewing it and it's oh god like i can feel that like oh uh gross i just that is that would just fucking freak me right out i definitely would have missed my basket too and so did the other guy oh or the one where the other one matt was there and he goes uh, he's like ew one of so-and-so's mom's pubes hair from her dildo like that one was great Great movie, really funny. Need an open mind to watch it. I recommend. Have a look. Right. Right. Um, so the so we've got like four left in our baseball yeah, category. Um, I'm gonna go with Little Big League because it's the one that does not have necessarily a happy ending. The team does not win. Oh, this is the one that you were thinking. Okay. Yes. But I bet you they, they learned a very valuable lesson. They do learn a lesson, but at the same time, they don't win. Well, then what's the point of watching it? Maybe this is why, why it's not on one of my like top lists. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a bad. good one. I like it. I haven't seen it in a while though, actually. If I think about it, it's been a this little bit. But this is the one where his grandpa dies and leaves him the Minnesota Twins? Yes. Yeah. Or New York Mets? Or New, York, New York. No, it's Minnesota Jets? Twins. Sure. 
Minnesota. 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 Mount Rose, Minnesota. Is their mascot a hug? (laughs) (laughs) Where they don't have a Super Bowl yet? Timothy Bessfield. Dennis Farina, Jonathan Silverman. Ken Griffey Jr. was in it. He was in that episode of The Simpsons. Oh, the oh. Simpsons. Um, let's see. Yeah, twelve-year-old boy who suddenly becomes the owner and manager of the Minnesota Twins. Yeah, yeah. I honestly don't remember much from this movie, to be perfectly honest, because not top of my list. It's one I did watch several times as a child, but those memories have long been replaced by others. <laughs> so I do. Yeah, right. with their season yeah, like, over. Really- don't remember any details from this movie. Yeah. yeah. It's like with their season over, Billy tells the player he is officially stepping down as manager with pitching coach taking his place, as well as bringing back Jerry Johnson for their third place. The players object to losing Billy, but he reminds the team that he will still be present as the owner. Says that he might come back as manager if junior high doesn't work out. When being informed that none of the fans have left Billy along with the rest of the team, return to the field and receive a standing ovation. So it's happy in that respect. The fans don't leave and they give them a standing ovation, but they didn't win their big final game. And you know what, though? In some ways, that is a lesson that a lot of people need to learn. Yeah. That you're not always going to win. And sometimes that's the better thing. Like You're a better person for not always winning because you, you, everybody can win, but it takes a certain person to be a gracious loser. It takes a better person to yes. be a gracious, gracious loser. That and learning to be a good winner too. Like you like Yes, being a gracious winner as well and not yeah. rubbing it in their faces and not everything. being a gloater or anything like that, letting like your ego get the best of you and uh but yes, yeah, so from Little Big League, uh Angels in the Outfield. I did like this one as well. It was so good. Joseph Gordon Levitt. Okay. Like I'm gonna preface this by saying that I hate sad movies. I don't like it when things are like animals are abandoned or they die or anything like that. But this one with the kids being abandoned and asking several times their foster mom, why doesn't anyone want us? Why don't we have a family? Like it just fucking just shatters your heart. It's so fucking sad. The the thing where the line with, um, so jo- jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt is like 10 years old in this movie, 12 years old in this movie. And the kid with him it's like is probably like seven or eight. Seven seven or eight so he's a lot younger and the little kid goes look it's god's thumbnail and it shows like the sliver of the crescent of the moon right and this is where joseph gordon levette's character is just like no there is no god that's not god's thumbnail yeah it's like that's the moon that's not god god doesn't exist or my dad would be here and we'd be a family and like it's just so fucking heartbreaking because his dad just lets him down again and again and again and again and again like he even shows up in the movie at one point through the movie yeah. and then still is just like, yeah, uh, we can be together when the Mets or when the, when they win the pennant. When they win the pennant. And that is when that leads Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character to making that wish. Yeah. And then I when they do win the pennant and his father's just gone, he is obviously yeah. just distraught. So if you don't know, his wish comes true in the form of an angel played by Christopher Lloyd named L. Yeah. And he has a team of angels that are going to help the angels win the pennant, but they have to win the final game on their own. Yep. It can only take them so far. It can only take them so far because God can only interfere so much. And it's, yeah, like it, uh, Tony Danza's in it. 
and so Adrian Brody was in it. So that is legal is different. What? Adrian Brody, I learned, was in it. He is, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I know. I was like, now that I think of it, I'm like, I know which character he is. I was just like, yes, Matthew McConaughey, which we mentioned earlier from Not Ed. From Not Ed, yeah, that was Ed TV was what he was in. Yes, that's what I was fucking thinking about. Thank you. Okay, yes, yeah. Um, the uh, but this just it is, and it's like, at the same time, I kind of. Danny Glover, yeah. At the same time, I kind of like this movie because, like I said, even though there's show, it was at a time when there was a lot of millennial kids for one, or just like a lot of groups of younger kids out there, and that's a sub part that doesn't actually get shown on TV that often, represented on TV, and it was actually very refreshing. And a lot of us that watched us, a lot of us millennials are were latchkey kids as well. Like, yes, our parents were present in our lives and they loved us and cared about us, but they had to work or whatever right so we were home alone a lot like it was like it wasn't as bad as it is now but it's now you get in trouble for leaving your child alone at home under the age of 18 which is fucking stupid because nobody could be trusted to do anything for themselves but yet babysitting Um, is like 11 or 10 years old now we're 11 now and it was 13 when we were younger yeah um but i do love how this all ends with danny glover he's so bitter like he's the um he was he the coach or like the, the coach yeah coach. yeah and he got really bitter and angry and everything and after many years of losing team yeah and then meeting these kids because they told him about the angels and everything right yeah so over the movie he just grows closer bond with them and then he at the end of the movie he's the one that ends up adopting both of them and i fucking love that i love happy endings like that so good and then they do end up winning their game without the help of the angels and it's it was a rough start it was a very rough start rough go they got really tony dan's arm was getting very blown out all season um they so little joseph gordon levett had to do his signal which was flap his arms to let them know that the angels are there and so then the whole stadium there, did it. And then it yeah, just gave them, it made the, them like, that the angels were there. And then it gave them all the confidence and everything they needed. And they fucking went out and they did it and they got it and they won. And woo, feel good story. Highly recommend. 10 out of 10. A 10. A okay. fucking 10. <laughs> Which we didn't mention in varsity um, this, but I'm might as well say that. That you didn't put League of Our Own in this category. That is definitely I, a baseball movie I watched growing up. <laughs> I also, I, I actually, I'm surprised I didn't one because I was also watching the League of Their Own TV show around the time when I made the notes too. Oh really? Yeah, but well, apparently Amazon has canceled it, so they're not making a second. Yeah, season. I heard about that. Um, well, do you want to talk about it, like for a minute? Sure. League of Their Own <laughs> Women's Baseball oh, League. It's so, so good. good. Again, I was I love this as a kid because give me the feminist girls all the way from the very beginning. I had it. Anything about powerful girls, I was watching it. I love this movie because it actually has a special connection to my family. So my aunt babe, my great aunt babe on my mom's side um, was in this league. She was, it wasn't based on her, but she was basically Dottie Henson. She had like one of the, like not the fastest because otherwise it would be about her, but (laughs) um, she was one of like the best pitchers in the, in the, in one of the leagues that they had on one of the teams. Yeah. I just thought that was pretty fucking cool because I grew up listening about, listening to stories about the women's baseball league, like over the second world war or whatever so it's pretty rad to fucking see it on the big screen yeah and it's just funny there's no crying in baseball like Tom Hanks fucking great like just star-studded and so fucking good and if you don't know what it is then shame on you you. 
jinx. And I mean, like, you should probably jinx. know, because like I said, nowadays, Netflix or Amazon's got the TV show. So you're seeing a different side, but it's it's not the exact same story from the movie, but it's the same idea of the story. I was watching the Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie last weekend. Aiden yeah. comes downstairs and is watching a little bit of it. And he's just like, is this like Buffy? Like the movie? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, they made a movie after the show. I'm like, no. Oh dear, dear child. They made no. the show because of the movie. <laughs> he goes, yeah. oh, I was like, ninety-two, bro. Yeah. Oh dear child, dear child. Go to MDB and look up them both. Come on. Um, moving on. Next one. Rookie of the year. Load it. Just I load it. This one I love because again, Thomas oh, I and Nicholas. Oh, did he say loving butt monkeys <laughs> basically he his arm is in a cast for months on end he breaks his arm walking out and he slips on a ball falls he on runs it for, yeah he runs yeah. for baseball slips on a baseball and, and then breaks his shoulder or an arm and something and it's in a cast for like months and then once it's taken out it's the tendons or the muscles or something are too tight yeah, he healed too tightly yeah. So when he tried to rotate because of how the cast was sitting, that he had to try to rotate it, and it acted like a um like a trebuchet. Yeah, his his ligaments and shit just loosened and just and like clawed the doctor in the face. But <laughs> that's like, also the same reason why he good, that's the same reason why he becomes a good pitcher is because yeah. his muscles are still fused like this. So aim, so he ends up work, uh, being on the Chicago Cubs. Mm-hmm. And then plays for them. And yeah. it's hilarious because he's what, like 12 years old or something like that? Yeah. He's about 12, 13 or something. And he was like a geek at school. And um, his mom, uh, you don't know this until the very end of the movie. Like his his mom told him his whole life that his dad was a, was a professional baseball player or like high up there in baseball or something. But it was and actually it turns her. Out that it was her, that she was in like the higher women's league. And and her boyfriend like, at the time is who got him into the he, Chicago clubs because he knew someone. No, 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 She met the manager because of, uh, because the kid went to the baseball game and threw uh, a baseball that was shot into the stands. Oh, yes. The the, the all, the all the way to the pitcher, home base. Like all the way to the pitcher. Like, it was 400 yards. And so they found him and then the mom started dating his manager That's and then was, his manager yeah. tried to take control or whatever try to she be a douche threw his purse at him and pushed him down the stairs it was fucking great he's a douche he's as a they douche. all are in these movies yes yeah <laughs> but this is a great fucking movie like i again like recommend it like as he gets in it with his friends because his friends are all like you're so famous now and you have no time for us and blah blah, blah. and he's only 12 and he's trying to figure out all of this crap and traveling uh, and uh, right because you're on a team so you've got to travel everywhere for these games and it's like i want to spend time with you but i can't because when i come home i'm tired the funniest probably scene is daniel stern getting locked in the fenced in thing in their dressing room or their locker room or whatever yeah. like oh my god and he's trying like to get out on. he's cheering them on from being stuck inside the cage and it's just so fucking funny yeah like daniel stern's hilarious in this one he's very good and then lastly in baseball obviously oh i bet you guys have been waiting for this one the sand lot the greatest baseball movie for kids ever fucking made like the best Sorry, try to change my mind. Ain't gonna fucking happen. Oh, I'm not changing it. I just personally, I'm not like it's not my favoriteest of this of the of the baseball movies. What? I 
watched like look rookie of the year way more or angels in the outfield way more than i watched the sandlot those were my baseball movies as a kid yeah, man. 25 years, Stephanie. And this is the first time I'm hearing about you not being as a big of a fan of Sandlot as I am. What? How did I not know this? What the fuck? I don't know. <laughs> Mother fornicator. Ugh. I mean, I've, I've seen Fine. it and everything like that. And I watch Fine. it. I appreciate it. But I I would pick Angels in the Outfield or Rookie of the Year over Sandlot. Usually for sure. <laughs> Listeners, I assure you my heart is breaking into you right now. <laughs> Like I'm so upset. I apologize on behalf of Stephanie. I didn't know fucking know this about her. I had no idea who I was getting uh, into a podcast with. <laughs> now you're just not who I thought you were. I'm just so upset about this. Oh my god. Are we breaking up? Is the podcast oh, over now? <laughs> no. Fuck Stephanie. Okay. So the Sandlot is the greatest fucking movie on the face of the planet when it comes to baseball and children. I'm sorry, you're not going to change my mind. This, the so many fucking lines from this movie, like just forever or you're killing me smalls i should be wearing my you're killing me smalls t-shirt i have one surprise you're not (sighs) because i didn't think about it because i was it's busy day um but um yeah like this i now i don't even know what to say about it because like what i was gonna say about it is apparently no longer true (laughs) every kid grew up like memorizing this fucking movie and knowing it word for word my kids know this movie word for word basically I watched it like two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. But like this just, oh my God. Okay. So basically the premise is the, this new kid moves to town, doesn't have a lot of time to make friends. He eventually makes friends with the baseball team that they are not a baseball team, but these kids that play baseball every single fucking day, like religiously. And then um, his, his stepdad leaves for a trip and he's playing baseball and he accidentally cracks the baseball over this fence where this giant monstrous dog lives and baseball's gone forever. You're never getting it fucking back Yeah, or something. So he steals his dad, his stepdad's baseball signed by Babe Ruth. Cause this kid knows nothing about baseball and has no idea who Babe Ruth is, even though he pretends he does. Um, and so he sends that over the fence as well, or no, the reason why he stole the baseball was because Benny, the star of the team, gutted the ball he hit it so hard the skin came of the baseball came off yeah. so they couldn't play baseball anymore and back then baseballs were 99 cents and they were really expensive for the 70s 60s 70s. 60s 70s somewhere in there um anyway so long story short they come up with all this these crazy plans to get the fucking baseball back and it's i can't believe you steph i'm just so upset i'm sorry it's so good like this it's just like, I can't even explain how good this movie is. The, the the carnival scene where they eat all of this fucking chewing tobacco and then throw up on everybody. Like that's the better puking scene than the fat lard scene or the lard ass scene in Stand By, Stand by Me. Sorry, prove me wrong. You won't. I just. Problem child two when they're on the no. swimming ride of that one. No, like, not even close. Nope, not even fucking close. Because. In Problem Child 2, you can actually see like the tube of vomit that it's in. Like it's not, it's not real. Like this one, legit fucking real vomit, I swear to God. And it's just, I love this movie. And the scene where they're like running through like the, the, um, the 4th of July festival and you mm-hmm. think they're going to knock over the, the cake or whatever, but they don't. And they get the cake on the table. It's nice, whatever it is done. And like, oh, cake is safe. No, it's not. Because then they knock over the tall guy on the stilts and he lands on the table and the cake goes flying and lands on the two chefs that made it. That wasn't their fault. That was the stilts guy's fault. Yes, absolutely. He should have gotten his balance better. (laughs) But 
my question was is why was the cake already broken up when it hit the chefs it wasn't whole like in one piece it's like they missed the first shot so they just kind of had to throw the broken cake at them for the second shot yeah <laughs> but um that's usually the case uh dennis leary is the stepdad in this so it's really weird seeing him in a role where he doesn't swear right where he has to be like serious up with this song asshole yeah. if you haven't heard it asshole by dennis leary look it up you're welcome um but uh, i'm not over this i'm not going to be over this whole information that i just got today stuff i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry like i don't know you it's like i don't know you I- i'm sorry somebody else write in with their thoughts about this movie because i thought i was going to get a lot more from stephanie about this <laughs> what about the scene where he pretends to drown and sexually assaults the lifeguard and then ends up marrying her in the future yeah <laughs> yeah i remember that part yeah wendy peppercorn, peppercorn. or yeah. yeah yeah my sister had such a crush on him and now he's a bodybuilder okay so all in all kids sports movies they're fantastic we love them so much Apparently, some of us more than others. Just saying, kind of heard about it still. Um, all right, on to game time today. We are going to play our little trivial pursuit. Stephanie, do you have your card? Not yet. I'm things? still trying to find one. <laughs> okay. Well, I will give you a moment because you know I'd like to get some right. I hope you get this last one because I probably never, never would. I would never get this one. What future Oscar winner starred in the 92 Australian skinhead drama Romper Stomper? I don't know what Romper Stomper is, but okay, so okay, say that again. Future Future Oscar winner. Okay. Starred in 92 Australian skinhead drama Romper Stomper. So Oscar winner who is Australian. Hugh you like No, these are like nine. Isn't this like nine? This is probably more like late 90s, 2000s, I think, because it's DVD Trivial Pursuit. So I think this was maybe 2000s made. Okay, so an Australian feature. You liked his movie. He has one movie? No, he has many of them, but I know specifically one that you remembered. His first kind of, the one that he won the Oscar for, actually. Heath Ledger? No. No. uh, I don't know. Russell Crowe. Oh, motherfucker. I forgot I had a crush on him in high school. Yeah. I was trying to think and I'm just like, because oh, it's just, it's been too long gone. And I watched that movie literally 12 times and that was just in Latin class. Yeah. And I watched it hundreds of times at home. So my bad. <laughs> okay. Your first question. Which Corleone was killed at a toll booth? Don Corleone? No, Sonny. Sorry. I I wouldn't got that either. I I saw the answer and I thought it was going to be like a Sonny and Cher question. Oh, no. Yeah, that's the only Corleone I know is Don Corleone. Yeah. No. They talk about it, whatever. Uh, this yeah, one I know. would have guessed Don Corleone too. It's the only one I know. <laughs> I trust if you like, who don't play that on In Living Color? Who don't play what? Don't play that. Who's don't play that on it, In Living Color? who. Don't play that on In Living Color. That's kind of what his saying was. Don't play that. But it's the person. Don't play that. Damon Wayans? No. No, like his... No, like his say... Yeah. Like, Lindy, don't play that. What was the name? Like, who? so-and-so don't play it. So I have to name the name of the character. Don't play... Oh. Yeah. Kind of became a saying later on. So maybe... I don't know. That's just so far removed from my memories. I... Homie, don't don't play that. Homie, don't play that. Nope. Now I know. Mm, Whatever. Sorry, guys. Got that one wrong. Mm. 
Um, to the next one, you should know. We're O and O, aren't we? Like neither. Yeah, we're O and O. Neither of us. Yeah. All right. Second question: Who has anchored both Entertainment Tonight and Extra? What's his face? The dude with the glasses from Forever Ago. No. No. Mario Lopez. <laughs> woman. Woman. The woman. Oh. Um. Cheryl Hickey's on ET Canada. I believe she did have her own talk show as well. No. Lisa Gibbons. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Did she, she have was her own on talk those? show? She did have her own talk show, yeah. We talked Apparently. about it. Danielle used oh, to watch it. What 19 fingers singer was commemorated by Weezer on its 94 debut album? If you Buddy don't Holly. Know, I will beat you. <laughs> Just like Buddy Holly. Uh, uh, One. One for me. Woo. Okay. Um, what British heartthrob duetted with Nicole Kidman on a cover of Frank Sinatra's Something Stupid? Robbie Williams? Yes. One and one. Yeah. Because the music is where it's at. Okay. This is really easy. Who's, reti- whose retirement in 1999 prompted the NHL to retire uniform number 99 for all time? Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, as I said, if you don't know this, I again, another wrong. easy one. I you need to revoke easy. your Canadian citizenship right now. <laughs> yes, yes, I would. Okay, all right, your uh, question. Okay. Who, who were the first father-son pair to play for the same baseball team at the same time in 1990? I will give you a hint for this one. Okay. They are a senior and a junior. We already mentioned one of them in this episode. Ken Griffey? Junior yes. or senior? Ken and Griffey senior. senior. And junior. And yes. junior. You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> um, this one you should Both. probably also get. The Michael yes. J. Fox Foundation was founded to battle what disease? Parkinson's. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing good though. Right? Like, he has, he's doing good. He's doing good. So we love you, Michael J. Fox. Yeah. We love you. Um, Fellow okay, Canadian you as well. Get this one. You better fucking get this one. Neverland Ranch. Michael Jackson. Wait, let me check to see if you're right. Yep. You're right. <laughs> I just need to make sure. How to make sure. I gotta look at the card. I know, right? Last question. Wait. Which company broke barriers with an ad featuring a gay couple shopping for a dining table? I want to say Ikea, because that's the furniture store. Like, yeah. That's yes. exactly what it was. Silly human lamps don't have feelings. Lamps don't have feelings. I loved that commercial so much. I still love it to this okay. day. I don't think I would get this answer because I just don't think logically, but I hope you get it because right. I don't remember this at all. What food treat used Mr. Wiggle as its mascot in the 60s? What food? Jello. There you go. Yes. Took me a second. It took me a second. I was like, Mr. Wiggle, 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 jello. Yay, we tied. We tied. It's it's clearly those first ones that are like hard one because it's what well, no, it shouldn't be because it's movies. movies. And TVs, it shouldn't be that hard, but Oh, what band is currently fronted by former Nirvana drummer Dave Grohl? Foo Fighters. 
Yeah, that shows you like all of these seem to have 90s. So this was definitely like 2000s. These were printed yeah. for sure. Because I don't, don't see have, any. They don't have the year on the card. They have no, but, on the card, but no year. But when you look at the questions, they always only seem to have like 1970, 1990. Like nothing really has like the 2000. Yeah. In a in an answer or in a like question. So yeah, I think these were definitely probably more of a 2000s printed one. game. Right, but and... it's our prime demographic, so that's okay. That is true. Yes. So I do believe that uh, concludes our episode. Um, hope you enjoyed. Uh, if we missed any, give let us know. We would love to hear what, you what your these, favorite please. sports movie was. Please let me know if you are just as shocked as this uh, information I received about Stefan Sandlot, just as shocked as I was, because holy fuck, that was a mind blown. Right? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You better be. It Stop. happens. Setting. All right. Well, with that note, you guys, uh, Stay fresh. Have a good one. Peace. We'll see you on the other side. Hey, thanks for listening to Turner the Millennials. You can listen to us on Spotify, Google, Apple, YouTube, or wherever you listen to your podcast and at our website at millennialspod.com. Join us on our next episode. And remember, on Wednesdays, we wear pink. We are weeks.